You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Sex and relationship advice you can use tonight. Welcome to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. I'm your co-host, Brandon Weir, here with my always lovely other half, Dr. Jess. Hey, hey, it's been a big day. It has. We were on the Today Show today. Yeah, I was super nervous. Yeah, that's a thing, right? I don't think you seem nervous to other people, but I know inside you're really nervous. Yeah, my heart rate was probably 180 the entire segment. But it was amazing. I know I know. the last time you came on a show with me, you were wearing one of those aura rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that tracks your heart rate and your sleep. Wow. It was like, are you working out? You should calm down. You're working out too strenuously. I was like, yeah, no, we were on television. You were just sitting on a couch. I was sitting down. Selling vibrators. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But today was super fun and it was all thanks to Kieran, this amazing producer on the Today Show who has a new segment on there called Relationship Dilemmas. And we were answering some questions from folks and One of the questions that came in pertained to chores. And, you know, every time I do a television segment, I'm like, oh, my God, we need more time. And these topics just require really just more nuance to be fleshed out. So I thought we could talk about the chores today. Yeah. Chores is something, I mean, as a kid, it was something that was always there. There was always there were always chores that needed to be done. There were always things that you were somebody always didn't in trouble, do. Right? I was always in trouble. Yeah. And actually I used doing chores as a way to get out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Like I would do them preemptively in the hopes of, you know, not being in trouble when my parents got home. Not or getting yelled at. Not getting yelled at. Or, you know, it was an exchange too. It was something that I used to be able to use the car or to go out, things mm-hmm. like that. So chores had a very interesting uh, interaction in, in my upbringing. And I wonder how that affects you today. The idea that, you know, you knew that somebody was going to yell at you when you came home. And so you would just preemptively, and not because you'd left a mess or anything, just because Mm -hmm. that was the behavior that you were accustomed to. Yeah, no, that's absolutely spot on. So, um, yes. So today, do (laughs) you do that for me? I'm just reflecting right now. Am I coming home from a business trip and you're like running through the house madly cleaning up? You know, chores with us. Uh, We have fought over them, but it's something that uh, I think we, we approach a little differently. Honestly, I've been gone for like three weeks. I don't even remember chores. Yeah. I, don't worry. The house is great. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> you've worry. been with me half the time. <laughs> That's true. Well, it was great when I left, so don't worry. Yeah, it's interesting. When you've been together so long, you don't always remember the moments in time. And mm-hmm. you say that we fought about it. I think we tend to get into a pretty good routine, but once in a while, I'll get it in my head that like, oh, I have to do every goddamn thing. Really? Yeah, I'll catch myself. And <laughs> like, don't tell me more. Tell me more. No, I'll catch myself thinking that way. And it's just in the heat of the moment, I'm frustrated with what I'm doing. I'd rather be doing something else. And so it's easy to perceive myself as doing more. But I guess I don't come to you with it because I calm down and I'm like, nah, man, he does his share. And there, I think there were more times in our lives where maybe I didn't feel you did your share. Hmm. And you know what? Uh, there probably were times in this relationship where I didn't. And I think having a conversation about that, that's the biggest thing, right? We've talked about these issues a lot. Like when something arises in our relationship, it doesn't result in prolonged periods of resentment. I feel like it sparks a conversation. There's never resentment because I can't hold my tongue. (laughs) Like Sometimes I'll do that. I'll be like, oh, I should wait for a better time to bring it up. I'm like, no, get in here. Now's a great time. Now's a great time. Now is the time. Yeah, I have huge difficulty holding my tongue. It's a family curse. So we had a, a viewer who sent a video in to the Today Show 
And she was saying, here's what she, she said. She basically said, my partner and I are constantly keeping score over who's doing more at home between the dishes, cooking dinner, taking out the trash. So my question is, what's the best way to delegate or balance routine chores at home? So I thought we'd do this quickie episode because we are on the road. I'm moving again tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Three days in a row, I think I have to fly. So I, I thought that uh, we'd go through this quickie episode with six different strategies to stop fighting over chores or have more harmony over chores. Of course, there'll still be some conflict. You'll still have moments where you don't feel great. But the first first part for me, because this person says that they're constantly keeping score, my thought is that, you know, keeping score can be actually a good thing if you see yourselves as playing for the same team. So can you focus on all the things your partner is doing to make the household run smoothly? I think about, you know, can you make a list? And I've done this with couples before many times. Can you make a list of everything that needs to be done? Break it down into small parts and let yourselves add things as they come up because you're not going to remember everything right now. And then can you run through the chores like a draft, sort of taking turns, opting into specific tasks? And can you do this on the monthly perhaps as opposed to making it a one-time thing because I think the list will change, your schedules will change, and I think it's also really important to switch things up so you're not always doing the exact same things, especially the things that feel onerous, especially the things that piss you off, especially the things that bring resentment. You talk about a list and I know lists are very controversial but I've always found them very helpful because I love a visual medium. I love something that I can look at and say, I've done that, check it off. I also like looking at it because it reminds me of the things that I don't do. It reminds me of all the things that you're doing. And if you have an opportunity to highlight them, I'm like, oh yeah, oh snap. Yeah, I thought I was doing 80% of the, you know, of the chores or whatever it is that needs to be done. And in reality, I'm doing maybe 30 or 40%. So then it inspires me to then pick up my end of the, uh, you know, pick up the slack and make sure that I'm, I always feel like I need to be pulling my weight. Well, and and you feel that way, but I think a lot of people in relationships can't even get to this point. They can't Mm. even make the list and go through it because they're so angry at each other. Mm. Right. And that kind of leads me to the second point, which is that we need to get to the underlying issues. Mm. You know, like if making a list and going through it feels triggering, if it hits a sore spot, if you're resistant, if you're getting defensive, I would really consider whether or not chores are the actual issue or if it's a relational, emotional, or attachment need that's really not being addressed or met you know is it really about the dirty dishes or is it that you don't feel heard that you don't feel appreciated that you feel disregarded in another realm is it really about laundry or is it about resentment for I don't know maybe the fact that you gave something up to support your partner's career I think it's really easy to focus and place blame on the superficial issues like chores as opposed to examining the root issues and I see this all the time you know you argue about something rather innocuous like oh I don't like the way he just throws everything in the fridge and he doesn't put things away properly but really you're annoyed that they're not putting a different type of effort into the relationship overall and I do find that one of the reasons we don't fight about chores or the house generally speaking is not only that I'm not there there a lot but <laughs> but also I feel I feel loved I feel appreciated I admire you and I actually like you like not just love you but I really really like you so when you do things that annoy me a little because mm. I bring up the like how you put things in the fridge I look at it and you probably don't even know no, this but I don't know please tell me <laughs> how you put things in the fridge I'm like what is wrong with this guy <laughs> but in the end I actually find it kind of funny what, what because, I want to know what I put in the fridge what is it do you even have a method to your madness <laughs> no, there is no method <laughs> like there's Straight corn up. in the 
in the cheese drawer. There's like lettuce in is the it, milk carton area. Is it refrigerated? Is it cold? Yeah. Is, is, it, yeah. is it still good? Well, and, and you know, all of these kind of strategies intersect with one another because we'll get to the fact that you also can't hold people to your same standards. But I think that when you're already in a really happy, loving, caring relationship, A, you can turn to one another and say like, hey, idiot, put the, put the lettuce <laughs> in the crisper. Those are the other vegetables, <laughs> smart guy. Yeah, like why would you put the heavy eggs on top of the delicate fish? <laughs> but A, I could tell you that. And B, I also don't take it that seriously because I don't have any resentment toward you. I'm not saying you never irritate me. You can be very irritating, but it's <laughs> well, not. thank you. <laughs> it's one of your greatest skills. No, you're not very annoying, but I'm definitely way more annoying than you, but it's that I'm able to kind of laugh about it and be like, oh, okay, it's not really a big deal. And I do think it's because we address the underlying issues. So it's not just about you know, playing for the same team and making the list, but also asking yourself, am I really mad about this? Or am I mad about something else? And that is, this is not to discount people who really are doing too much, right? Mm. I, I think there are definitely relationships and we see them all the time where one person is carrying way too much of the weight, whether it be, you know, household chores or mm -hmm. emotional burden or investing in the relationship. That's not to discount it. But if those are the things that are actually affecting your relationship, I think we need to address those first and they're a little bit more complicated to address than just kind of six quick tips to stop fighting about chores and it's interesting you know you mentioned the list and you might be doing 30 or 40 percent that brings me to strategy number three which is that we need to understand that it's not going to be 50 50 like that's not the way life works and if you are obsessed with checking a box and making sure that your partner puts in the exact same amount of time and the exact same amount of effort as you do, ask yourself why. You know, your lives are different. Your skills sets are different. Uh, your timing is different. There are going to be points in your relationship where you do more domestic labor. And there will be times, hopefully, you know, when your partner picks up the slack for you. I can think back to when you first started working in real estate. Man, you were never around. I really just took yeah. care of everything. Really, mm -hmm. I, I don't recall you doing cleaning. You always did ironing because you are for your own self like you're, you're I gotta tell you I don't say I'm great at much but I'm a great parker <laughs> and I'm a great ironer of things two skills putting two a skills. car in a slot and flattening and I also, a shirt I also take the garbage real well no do you really though I, do, I definitely do I feel yes. like you're an average garbage <laughs> taker outer out no but you are a really good ironer but when we you do recall when you went into real estate yeah. especially not when you were in commercial but when you were in residential and you were basically working on a sales site I don't know, 40 hours a week and then selling real estate to clients another God knows how many hours. Yeah. It was just me at home taking care of things. And then as I started going on the road for work and, you know, you had a lot more flexibility because your business grew and you had more staff and stuff like that, I was gone and you would just take care of things. Like, not just with me. Like, we're, we're a community, right? Like, we mm -hmm. have neighbors who are really kind of a part of our family. We have family members who are also a part of our family. <laughs> we have chosen family and we have bloodline family. And you took care and you continue to take care of a lot of things. Well, and, and it's not just you and me. Like, I really look at our support network of people who look out for us, mm -hmm. right? I, I could name all of them now, but really like people who are 
checking in on our house, people who help with my dad, people who help with groceries. These aren't people we pay. These are people in our community yeah, that, that are, you know, and I do believe it's reciprocated. I agree. And I, and I think just like, as you said, making the analogy to a team, there are different people that play different roles on a team and some, you know, get all the glory and get all the, uh, you know, all the spotlight. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then, then, then there are the workhorses behind this. No. And then there are, you know, people that, but at different times in our relationship, I do think that there's been an unequal distribution of chores or, you know, people doing, or one of us doing those chores. And I, I hope, I, I feel that it, it, in the end, it evens out to 50-50. Right. And it's not just chores in our relationship, right? Our, and it's like, you know, there's us and then there's the our close family and our close community. And it's it's never 50-50. It's never 10-10-10-10-10. And I think that's been really important for us. And I definitely see that among couples as well, being able to mm-hmm. navigate the changes and, mm-hmm. and not expecting it to be even. And again, if you're expecting it to be like I did, 45 minutes of cleaning and you only did 35 minutes of cleaning again I I think you should just really think about why like why are you trying to make things perfectly even and also the idea that once I've done my 50% that I'm going to stop it's that okay I've done Mm -hmm. I've done my my share and I am uh, on principle I'm not going to do anything else as opposed to no, you know what? This needs to get done. The garbage needs to go out. The, the kids need to go to school the, or, or whatever it is that needs to happen. And I'm going to do this because you're busy. You're away, for instance. You're traveling for work or whatever it is that you're doing. And I'm going to have a conversation with you at another time and tell you how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking that, you know, perhaps for the last X period of time that I don't feel like it's been fair. And, you know, what? give you the opportunity to have that conversation with me as to what how you feel Mm -hmm. as well well and you know there's so much research on unpaid labor and how household labor is divided and how it leads to happiness and relationship and how oftentimes more egalitarian relationships are happier in in the long run and in the big picture but I I think a really important piece here has to do with our roles and I think Mm -hmm. that should probably be you know bullet point number four here that we need to examine how gender roles, and I think other layers of identity can contribute to ingrained biases where we expect our partners to take on tasks and responsibilities based on their gender, and it's oftentimes tied back to our family of origin, right? So if mm. my mom did all the cooking, I'll tell you, I feel pressure to do all the cooking. Like In, I, in, a, in this relationship? Well, yeah. not right now. You've, you've started... It's you, because I'm such a great cook. You've cooked four meals, and it's... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> four and meals. they've been mediocre. No, but I think that just it's more ingrained in me that I sh- should do those things, because my mom did, and mm. it was a big expression of love, and it really is, you know, among my cousins and my super close family. Mm-hmm. that it's an expression of love so I do feel some pressure there not from you at all because you could care less what you eat you'll eat a bag of salad or a bag of nuts or a sack of nuts or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yes to all of the above but you know what's funny when you when you mention that sense of responsibility or that pressure to do that I feel pressure to make sure that I'm always cleaning up mm. and and I and I feel like if you've made the meal you shouldn't get up you shouldn't lift a finger I should be cleaning up everything after so interesting how in, in that sense, I feel pressure too. And I hope that it works out to be 50-50 because I know the preparation of the cooking is a lot of work. Can I ask you though, does that pressure to clean up also come from like the fear you were raised with in your household? Like yes. you, you were raised with intensity and fear and the anger and other things that maybe we won't go too deep into. Like, are you afraid that if you don't do something that I'll be mad? Yeah, I'm sure that if I were to dig down deep there that yeah, there's definitely a fear of, um, you know, of, of having had done something wrong if I don't clean up the dishes. Now, again, that's something I probably need to work through with my therapist. Mm-hmm. But that being said, 
in right now reflecting, yeah, I feel that way. I do. But I also, I also feel that it's my responsibility. Again, you prepared the food. I'm going to clean everything up. Yeah. And I think side note, I think there's also a dynamic where you are afraid of me getting mad. Yeah. Like separate from chores. And I think that's for a whole other conversation, yeah. maybe for private for you and me. Yeah. But yeah, no, there we is. definitely yeah. have that dynamic where I, I don't even want to get mad because I know that it's 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 kind of scary for you and that you sort of live in this place of fear of me getting mad at you or anyone really getting mad at you. Yeah. And I mean, I think that that has to do with how I was reared. And it's something that I, I'm working through every single day and every single week <laughs> is like, you know, deconstructing it and, and taking that whole idea and breaking it down. Um, so that I can move forward more effectively with my staff, with my work, with everything that I do. But it's, yeah, it's there. And I think what I'd extrapolate from that as it pertains to chores is really that even the way we interact around chores is going to be affected by you know past traumas, by family of origin, by past experiences. And so I always remind people that when you're fighting about something, oftentimes it's not about the thing, it's about the meaning you attach to the thing, mm. right? And yeah. so something for us to have a private conversation about, <laughs> not tonight, not Just tonight. making more notes here. Yeah. Okay, so another piece I was thinking of with regard to gender roles, because I was talking to a woman the other day who was unhappy in her relationship, and she was talking about how he doesn't do anything. And when I was digging deeper into that, she was saying that, you know, her dad was really handy, and he doesn't even take care of things around the house. And that, that was definitely... <laughs> yeah. <Uh-oh. laughs> I was like, leave go, that guy, leave we that guy. <laughs> well, okay, so I don't no, have that dynamic. I'm, I'm not so handy. <laughs> my dad was not handy. Your oh, dad yeah. was handy. Yeah, my dad was, was more handy than your dad, for, yeah, sure, for sure. Way, way more handy than all of us put together. Yeah. And so we just have to examine how not just gender, but other layers of identity affect our expectations and be willing to adjust because we're, we're be, like, you know, I think all of you are kind of beyond that now. And that's not to say that you can't fall into traditional gender roles if that's what works for you, Mm -hmm. but to have that expectation and allow it to lead to perhaps tension and conflict and resentment, it's time to, you know, check them. I'm very glad that you don't have that expectation that your father wasn't very handy. (laughs) You fix things? I do feel like I can fix things and I'm taking the, I have taken the initiative to try and learn things and it's so much easier now with YouTube and (laughs) Amazon for tools or, you know, your local hardware store. But if it was that expectation, I would be <laughs> disappointing you weekly. You know where it's not easy with a local hardware store? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> you know. Spain. Barcelona, Barcelona. Because they're only open for a few hours in the morning. I love it there, and but then man, they shut down. And Brandon's like, open. oh, because, you know, we're working on the new apartment. He's like, oh, I just have to run and grab some screws. But you can't go and grab some screws because they're closed. I'm trying to explain in charades what it is I need, man. <laughs> and that's if you catch them when they're open. Uh, all right, moving on. So number five, if you want to stop fighting over chores, the flip side really involves thanking each other and expressing gratitude profusely for all the things the other person does. So it's so easy, I think, to take all the little things for granted. And again, this isn't just with partners. This is with our entire loving community. I think about even with my mom like, and my mm. stepdad, all the things that they do. And even my neighbors, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, I, I think I saw somebody on the camera the other day taking care of something in our house that we didn't even ask them to do. They were just like in our house yeah. taking, yeah. No, <laughs> taking care somebody, of it yeah. because they saw something arise. And we do take it for granted because it just happens. It just functions. We function really well together. And so, you know, even if you appreciate all the things your partner does are you actually thanking them and I'm sure I've talked about this for before 
the gratitude gap refers to the distance between feeling grateful and actually expressing it. And I think that I, I think we're kind of good at this. Oh, I'm maybe me. I'm good at this. Yeah, you're better than me at this. And I remember the first time that you thanked me, like you, the first time I really realized that you were thanking me for doing a chore. It was like, thank you for putting out the garbage. And I'm like, was that sarcasm? <laughs> I'm like, are you jo- Are you serious? Or are you joking? Right now? Like, thank you for putting out the garbage. <laughs> thank you for putting garbage in the garbage for me yeah. to put out. Thank you for doing what you're supposed to do. <laughs> no, but it, you know, over time, it, I learned to appreciate it, right? I was like, oh yeah, no, that's no problem. I'm, I'm happy to do it. And it's just that little jolt, that little burst of, of appreciation that goes a long way. Yeah. And, it's, and it sounds silly when you're saying it, but it really does reinforce that that foundation. Yeah, and I talk about this in pretty much every session yeah. I run. It's actually how I start the session is with an expression of gratitude because I find that kind of high-functioning couples, couples who get along really well, this is one of the traps that you fall into because you function so well together, you mm-hmm. forget to thank each other. Mm-hmm. So I do think that uh, you might feel less resentment and less stress around chores and less strife if you are actually expressing gratitude. And I'll just you know quickly apologize for noises in the background because... We are in New York City, and it's not quiet, so yeah, we're doing doing the best we can. Surprised somebody hasn't honked at us yet. <laughs> <laughs> we did get yelled at. Yes, we were on the street yesterday. And I won't say the city because I don't want to, you know, badmouth it. But a guy had a big knife out, and we had to run into ah, the street to I get was away like, wow, from him. Those two people. I hope somebody doesn't get injured. He wasn't coming after us, but no. we, yeah. Anyhow, yeah, it all worked out fine. Somebody kind of got in the middle of it and um, sent each of them yeah. in their own direction. I digress. Okay. The last thing I have to say about not fighting about chores is to me a lesson that applies across all sorts of relationships and with all issues in relationships. And this is we need to lower our expectations. There you go. (laughs) Lower expectations. We need to temper our expectations because just because you want things done a certain way to a certain standard doesn't mean your partner affords the same value to the same task or the same, I guess, standard of task. I mean, you know, maybe you're angry or annoyed that they don't clean as thoroughly as you. And maybe it's a legitimate concern. Like maybe they are just going through the motions. So I, I really don't want anyone to feel dismissed here. But... I also want you to consider, are you being realistic? Maybe they do a perfectly decent job and maybe you take comfort in laying criticism because of earlier previous dynamics, past issues. Maybe it gives you a sense of control. Maybe it gives you a sense of meaning to tell people that you can do it better than them. And this is a really hard pattern to recognize. And I think this is just an opportunity to remind ourselves that we're all decent people doing the best we can and we still screw up and we're still imperfect and we still, you know, make these mistakes in relationships. We, we see this with kids all the time, right? Where one parent has certain expectations about, you know, about how they want the child raised with every little detail. And maybe the other one finds these expectations unrealistic in terms of I don't know how involved you should be in your kids lives how much influence or in some cases control you know you exert over them and this leads to arguments that are seemingly about child rearing but they're really about an individual issue or a relational dynamic you know working through personal issues through children or through chores is not terribly uncommon but can I say that if you are going to have a conversation about your expectations to not do it when you're upset already, mm-hmm. because I can imagine that that is, I was like, what I need you to do is I need you to make sure you clean the baseboards right. in the bathroom. And, but it's like, you know what, have that conversation when you're not already upset about it so that you can both have a very common rational conversation about what the expectations are. Okay. So I'm super <laughs> guilty of not doing this because I said, I can't hold my tongue. I remember this one day 
you were making the bed and you didn't like fluff the pillows and <laughs> lean them up properly and I was just pissy about something else and I was like if you're gonna make the bed just make the bed properly what is your problem why are you even do you remember that or no no, I don't Locked because I'm here. a great bed maker, let me tell you. <laughs> no, but I can find myself freaking out about some of these things in the moment for no reason at all. And I know the problem is me. I'm the problem. It's me. And I have to I have to really check myself and catch myself. Sometimes it's honestly because I'm just in a pissy mood because I haven't slept or I'm on my period or something like that. And I'm not mm. saying those are fair excuses. I can just catch myself mm-hmm. so that I'll kind of say it under my breath by myself, but not bring it to you. Because every thought I have, every frustration I have doesn't need to be shared with you because mm. I can assuage many of them myself and Mm -hmm. I catch myself and I will say kind of I did grow up also in a household where we were in trouble for certain things and I I won't get so detailed into it but I can catch myself re-enacting some of those behaviors where I get mad about stuff that honestly I don't even care about (laughs) like Mm. in the moment I just like want to latch on to something and I have to catch myself well let me just go back to the bed making thing and, and I'll tell you right now for future reference I'm not a good fluffer I am not. Shut up. I'm not. I'm talking about pillows here. Okay. No, you're a good pillow fluffer. I'm a better pillow fluffer. (laughs) Listen, okay, bottom line, adjusting expectations is actually essential to happy relationships, friendships, intimate connections. And the same goes for chores. You know, chores are just things you have to get done. They're not the meaning of life. They're not as important as your relationships. You know, we know that relationship quality determines the quality of your life. Relationship quality is tied to health, mental health, physical health, happiness, longevity, everything that matters in your life. So we need to prioritize the relationship over being right or proving a point. And I think the goal is just to get on the same team. Once again, if you are in a relationship where your partner is not pulling their weight, where they're not willing to have these conversations, where you are feeling worn out where you're feeling resentful, I think it's time to probably get some help and talk to somebody. It's not as simple as like, get on the same team and make a list. Maybe you're not in that place right now and I never want people to feel badly. If you're in an amazing place, that's perfect. Maybe these are strategies you can employ. If you're not in a great place right now, maybe these strategies aren't as relevant, but hopefully you can go work on the foundational issues so that you can get to the point where you can have a laugh about how terrible your partner is about, you know, stalking the fridge i mean i don't really again everything's cold and edible so i think it's a win. how about how you load the dishwasher again, there's actually I, research okay, on this i'm how, not very good at loading the dishwasher how some people up. will redo their partner's chores <laughs> and again i think there's a difference between redoing it because you want it done a certain way and being able to laugh about it versus redoing it and being kind of under your breath like what the hell is wrong with this person because i think that fighting over chores can be symptoms of a be a symptom of other issues in the relationship that need to be addressed mm. i mean i fit the three bowls in and the two spoons so we can run the dishwasher <laughs> five items can yeah, fit in it the dishwasher fits. what do you need to reorganize did you ever so. play tetris growing up i did and did you apparently, get to level I w- two? apparently i wasn't very good at it hang on i've given you a hard time about how you stock the fridge <laughs> and how you load the dishwasher what's what are the chores that i suck at besides all the, the ones i don't even do well you're not a good bed maker for real <laughs> you mean because i don't make it you, yeah but when you do make it you're very very particular about it but if you you just i'm like oh you made the bed today or you made like a third of it (laughs) i'm only making my half then in that case i should make nine tenths of it because i take up nine tenths like a hurricane man i know one thing i do is i leave all the drawers and cupboards open oh yeah you definitely i'm like i will be in the kitchen and all of a sudden i'll get like clotheslined by a drawer that's opened or and our, door. Kitchen, our kitchen is like have a big kitchen. tiny, so yeah. no matter what, you're walking into a cupboard. Yeah. 
All right, so I'm going to do just a quick recap for things for you to think about. So again, think about playing on the same team and make a list and see if you can work through it. Uh, get to the underlying issues if something else is actually bothering you. Don't expect things to be 50-50. Consider how ingrained biases, perhaps related to identity like gender, are affecting your expectations. Express gratitude profusely and unsarcastically. <laughs> thank them for all the things that they're doing. Actually, I think I got that from my parents. I think there was a lot of thank you back and forth. And then lower, adjust, I shouldn't say lower, adjust your expectations. Don't expect you know a partner or anyone in your life to meet all of your expectations. And mm. maybe you'll fight less about chores. Yeah, set the bar low. <laughs> what do you say under promise over deliver that's it there you go and of course you know you need to be having conversations and they're ongoing so uh, i'm i'm glad we got this question today we got a few others as well and i'm actually really happy we had the opportunity to sort of expand on them as well mm -hmm. yeah no that was great i had a lot of fun all right we are going to stop there a quick reminder that we've got our amazing video courses self-proclaimed amazing at happiercouples.com <laughs> if you want to go and learn some new techniques from mind-blowing oral if you actually want to make a huge difference in your life and get into mindfulness practices as they pertain to sex although they're not all about sex check them all out at happiercouples.com and you can use the code podcast to save thanks for chatting with me babe thanks oh. for being here you're leaving me tomorrow i am but it's been fun yeah I'm off to Buffalo, and somehow Brandon no, is not joining me. I'm not, no, I don't know. Brandon's I mean, heading to warmer pastures, so I'll, I'll come. setting me off? What? <laughs> it sounds like you're setting me off. Oh, is that a thing? <laughs> I, I'm not so good with it, with the expressions. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in, and thanks for being here, babe. Have a great one. You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Improve your sex life. Improve your life.